1: It's another episode of Enemies. My name is Lisa Traeger. I did promise a solo episode this week, but I am codependent. I can't do it. I don't want to. That's not... But we will answer your voicemails, but I do have a special guest. I think you
2: guys are going to get wet with excitement. Get excited for Kara Clank. It's me. I'm here. Hi, guys. This is great to be back on Enemies so soon after my, my debut. Yes.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and um, we're in Detroit. We're in the Westin Hotel. We had room service in the bed. But my thing is, I keep getting tired after I eat. So I came and I Googled, why am I tired after I eat? And I might have diabetes.
2: Okay. (laughs) I don't think that you have diabetes, but something to check on. I think, isn't it like a thing biologically where like all the blood rushes to your stomach to like digest your food? So you get tired after eating? I'm exhausted after I eat. I don't think I have diabetes. No,
1: and I do go to an endocrinologist, so I feel like they would have caught it,
2: and I thought I had diabetes in Edinburgh,
1: and they were like, okay, this is, you gotta leave. And so, I don't know, but I just don't like that every time I eat, I'm like, I gotta go to bed.
2: I know, I know, but I wonder if it's uh, also our lifestyles. You know, the lifestyles of the not rich nor famous, but
1: we are traveling. We are coast to coast. We have a new enemy. The comedy
2: club we performed at charged us full price for our drinks. And that might sound like a um, unrelatable problem to you, but it's just not customary. Like we've been we've probably toured 20 venues at this point in the in the lifestyle lifespan of our podcast. Never once have we paid for a drink. Never once. No,
1: and if you are going to do something that's not standard, you give a heads up. You don't give us a check for one hundred and fifty dollars when we're about to do a meet and greet. It was like this is the moment you choose to enrage me. I, I can't even I just I think we're going to get refunded because I'm, I think I'm going to cause enough of a stir.
2: Yeah, it's just like not really how you um, treat the talent, if as they say it 's like we 're driving we 're ubering we 're renting
1: cars, we 're flying we 're like getting to your place we 're performing, and then you 're making
2: money off of us, yeah, like at a, if anything, half price drinks don 't make any money off of us they 're making money off of us that 's infuriating and
1: Kara tried to make me not email the agent until Monday morning, but i couldn 't. I I couldn't hold on, so I emailed it. But I said, "Please enjoy your weekend, no stress." But I need to let this go. So I well, I'm not letting it go. Well, I, I can't believe you're on Instagram. Just scrolling. No, what not. are you looking at?
2: He just made a really nice, like, look at this nice thing they made of our show last night with like two circles. I just was like shocked at the artistry. Sorry. No, that was a very
1: artistic Insta yeah,
2: story. That. I wasn't. I wasn't like, ooh, what's Taylor up to. <laughs>
1: Well, we know what Taylor Swift fans are up to. Destroying anyone who doesn't think that she's a god. I
2: saw today, you know, Ira Madison he he okay he posted something like he posted her apology and goes like g- oh my god give us nothing girl lol like it was so funny and then lewis vertel who i love um he wrote responded and was like what do you mean you um you're extremely protective of your fans they're not wounded soldiers they're disney adults with debit cards and i thought that was really funny <laughs> <laughs> and it's fine to like people I get it. And they went in for him. They were all going after him and Ira, calling them ugly, calling them like like no you have no lips or something. <laughs> like
1: Well, and they all think we want to be Taylor Swift too. And it's like, who doesn't want to be a billionaire? I mean, I don't
2: know. but they that that seems to be their um, you know how when we talked about them a little bit on our about Taylor a little bit on our podcast, we were immediately immediately accused of misogyny, and that seems to be part of like their toolkit. With the Swifties, like they were immediately were like, this reeks of misogyny. And it was like, because you're making fun of a woman, you're allowed to make fun of a woman.
1: Well, and and Taylor has set that victim like identity for everybody. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. Like, if she didn't like Rihanna, people say shit to about Rihanna. People say shit to Lady Gaga. You don't think Miley gets shit? Like, all these pop stars get shit, um, and get talked about. And Rihanna doesn't give a fuck. She's like, I have wine. I don't care. I'm not giving you an album. Here's a (laughs) here's a glittery cheek highlight. Okay. But for some reason, with Taylor, she's the victim. You know, Amy and Tina made a funny joke at the Emmys, Golden Globes. I don't know what they host. But all of a sudden, it's like, well, there's a special place in hell for you. And it's like, because they did a bit? Tina and Amy, those are your anti-feminist here? What the fuck are you talking about? And it's her. It's like, Kanye hurt my feelings. And now's 10 years of songs about him. And so it sets the fans up to also be like victims.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree.
1: Because usually when people go, I don't like your song, you go, OK, I wish these Swift fans knew the things that people say to my face <laughs> constantly. You know what I mean? Like, why, don't, why doesn't Taylor Swift sit next to another comedian and then the comedian next to you gets complimented and then the person just smiles at you and walks away? Can Taylor <laughs> Swift handle that?
2: <laughs> no, I don't think she can.
1: And we even said positive things about her. There's just positives and neg- negatives about all of us, yeah. and no one's. It was saying. not an attack. And I've seen her in concert. Yeah. <laughs> but the way they go after anyone that even makes a little joke or anything, and then it's like you hate women, and it's like our truly our mission and our sh- and what we do and everything is like
2: not. I, what are you saying? Yeah, I was like, actually, if you listen to our podcast, we kind of hate men. <laughs> I mean, like. Yeah. <laughs> And if you're confused what that
1: is and you're only an enemy, stand, that's uh, our podcast, That's Messed Up, an SVU podcast. Um, But we do have big news we'd like to um, announce before we get into all of your voicemails. And please, for advice, you just need the help of a woman who lives in a studio apartment. (laughs) You're like, what does this woman who lives in one room with no savings account have to tell us? Oh, does she fight with all of her friends? What does she think I should do? (laughs) Kara <laughs> has a home though.
2: So that's that's good. She's I saving. She has spreadsheets. I do have some savings and a, and a home. That's true. That's true. But, you know, I love advice. I love giving. I like I don't even think no if I have good advice. I just, I do like to help people. So. We're Virgos. Yeah. That's yeah. That's what we do. That's part of our breakdown. It's tough. We're just very judgmental and we're like we
1: always find the flaw. Like everything can be great and it's always this thing of like, well, this. That
2: is true. And I
1: yeah Yeah. it's really a detriment and that's why with friends they sometimes it's like leave me alone but in my head i'm like but i'm helping you (laughs) but i can't get my own life together but i'm telling you this isn't good for you Uh you shouldn't be doing this and i'm always right i'm sorry people do come to me for advice for a reason (laughs) i can't it's you know those who don't do teach but our big announcement is we will be launching a patreon soon we're gonna have a patreon babies so watch the space it's gonna be um it'll have a clever name so far it's lisa and kara like to chat or chatty virgos
2: (laughs) i don't even know what we've those are not names i've approved at all
1: (laughs) but yeah so watch the space um a patreon coming soon in december and we're really excited about it to kind of like do what we want it could be sex
2: in the city it could be shopping it could be pair i mean we could do whatever we want movies yeah we're gonna be doing a lot of fun stuff and i feel like if you like our chats at the beginning of our podcast it's gonna be extensions of that and like you know but non-svu content anything but and it's gonna be fun fun
1: is that what it's gonna be called anything but (laughs) dot 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 lisa and kara anything but Okay. All right. Let's get into these voicemails. Rochelle, play, play it for us.
3: Hi, Lisa. Um, I called you before, but this time I actually need advice. So today it's my birthday. Uh, very exciting having a great day, but I am hoping to have a birthday party in like two or three weeks. And, um, There's this girl who I really like. I've known her for like five years, really enjoy her. You know, she's been to all my little birthday things. I've been to all of hers. You know, we don't talk every day. We're not besties, but like we have mutual friends. I really like her, you know, and I would totally invite her to my birthday party. And honestly, it would be kind of weird, I think, if I didn't. But she is dating a boy that I do not like Um, imagine like ROTC kid loves the military but like 23 years old maybe 24 thinks BLM is a terrorist organization and bad vibes I don't know I can just pick up on energy the first time I met him I did not like him I do not like his energy and I also know that within the last year he's been in a group chat of similarly aged boys sharing nudes of girls that like Girls sent them these nudes and they're sharing it in a group chat and I do not fuck with that. So I do not like this fucking guy. I do not want him in my home or anywhere near me. But I want his girlfriend there and I don't know how I can extend an invitation to her and only her and like not have him come because all of my other friends' boyfriends are welcome in my home. But like I don't fuck with him. So I really need advice because this has been a few weeks and I don't know what to do because I like this girl but fuck that guy and i don't want him around so
1: yeah please help love you though wow this is good and it is something i'm very passionate about um it is something i'm passionate about the one thing i would say is maybe you could tip off the authorities about the group chat and then he'll be arrested and then he won't even be able to come he won't be able to come well, that only he'll only be arrested if it's like of underage
2: girls the nudes even if it's um revenge porn i know that's not the name for it in private chats i don't think that that counts as revenge sexual abuse images or whatever whatever it's
1: called what if she hires actors as police to arrest him (laughs) holds him in a ditch why don't yeah why don't you call and be like i need an rotc guy to do this errand in the middle of the desert and then he'll escape and that no we'll give
2: real real advice yeah th- this is complicated because like i definitely have gone out i've definitely not gone out i've definitely had friends who have had boyfriends that i'm like you are not somebody i like but th- it like it's never been as far as like you really don't like like what he stands for like he's kind of ba- a bad guy in your in your mind so i get that you don't want him in your house at all i think honesty here i
1: think yeah. you i think it's like calling your friend and being like hey babe um I want you at my birthday. This is the birthday. I don't I don't feel the friendship and kinship with your boyfriend, and I want to keep this with people that I'm close with. Um, so he's not invited. Like, And she might be mad. There's going to be consequences to this. Yeah. She might be mad. She might not come. She might flip out. But that's on her, and you're not responsible for her reaction, and you don't have to bend and snap to people.
2: <laughs> bend and snap yeah Uh, your birthday
1: like it's it's about it's what you want in your own house and it sucks what her reaction can be but you can't control it and you could hope for the best and i would just legit tell her like this invite does not include a plus one and sorry if that causes any issues or maybe not apologize first but be like the invite is only extended to you um we only allow people with black why don't you put that sign outside your house that say in this home we believe in black lives Matter."
2: Real love is love, etc. Yeah.
1: So he can't come in the house <laughs> because in your house, Black Lives Matter, and if he doesn't believe that, he can't come in the house. Like these aren't games anymore. Like if you you don't want a Nazi in your home, like you don't. Wait, did she say he was a Nazi? No, but my, I'm just yeah. like, if you think Black Lives Matter is a terrorist organization, I can assume your other beliefs yes. aren't great. So to me, it's like. You can't come. Like, I think that's totally normal. Like, if someone was a Nazi, I would say you can't bring your Nazi friend. I'm sorry. I don't entertain Nazis in this home.
2: Yeah. I think being on, I I don't know. It's like, maybe you don't have to go all the way, but I would just, I think what Lisa said originally, like, listen, I'm trying to keep this kind of small. I'm kind of keep it to, like, my dear friends and people that I really feel good about. And I I just kind of don't click with your boyfriend. I hope that's not, like... I know that might be hard to hear. Yeah, I would just be prepared for her to be like, "Okay, well then I'm not coming." You know, and that's, you know. And and maybe she'll say and we're not and, and maybe you guys won't hang out for a while, but like hopefully eventually she'll, she'll break up with this guy and be like, "Bitch, you were right." You know? Or sadly she'll marry this
1: men's rights activist and you'll never see her again. But that's not, you know, cuz you're even say like you you're even saying it would be strange not to invite her. So you're going to do the thing and invite her. But I think it's totally fine to be like, I really don't allow people in my home that don't believe in black lives matter. Yeah. Be like, I I can't, I can't risk him. You know, like I'm going to have my, I'm going to have black people at this house and I just can't have someone that's against black liberation in my home. Like that's that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If he was a pedophile you'd be like sorry I have children here you can't come and that's how I feel like you have to protect the people in your home and it's like my cousin when she brought this guy who loves the holocaust to thanksgiving and he kept arguing pro holocaust tips and it was like yeah you can't come we're a house of jews <laughs> like and so now my cousin's never invited to anything ever again and my parents are like what the fuck and we're like She brought like a (laughs) psychopath You know like you have to protect your Other guests and be like I think it'll make my other People uncomfortable and me uncomfortable And I'm I'm glad you guys Found love but I believe in Black Lives Matter And that's that
2: yeah I mean And it sounds like beyond Black Lives Matter you just don't Like this guy's whole fucking deal and I think On your birthday you're allowed To not be around people Who you don't fuck with like that so yeah Yeah I don't think you have to Bend
1: on your birthday but It's um yeah, but my, it's like my mom says, how you do one thing is how you do everything. And yeah. it's like, if you don't believe in Black Lives Matter, I doubt you're a
2: hardcore feminist. No. Well, you're obviously not if you think sharing random women's nudes around in a group chat is, like, hilarious and cool and manly. So, yeah, fuck this guy. Have a good party. Amazing. Um, I loved that. Um,
1: Let's go to the next one. Well, of course, you know, my Emily Post professional, she's against this. She goes, she's like, because i said what if i don't like someone's husband and they can't come she goes you can't do that she goes that's anti-etiquette but when do i I don't care about etiquette yeah no i do but (laughs) but she that that, that's the emily post um who will have soon back on she did email me and i did i really enjoyed her so she lives in vermont but (laughs) i love that no i love that Um, Oh, and everybody, um, before we get to the next voicemail, my nephew and his girlfriend came to our live podcast show yesterday
2: in Detroit. Yeah, they were so cute. They gave me um, hope in the future. Like when I meet youth that are cool, I'm like, okay, we're going to be all right.
1: Yeah, so thoughtful. So sweet. They had fun. We did talk about semen so much in
2: our show, though. I know. We both had to talk in front of relatives about butt eating in the past forty eight hours. Yeah. All right.
1: And that's why we're here to give advice. All right. Let's listen. Hi Lisa. Um, I am a new
4: fan, but a big fan, and I love what you're doing on that's messed up. And I love your new podcast enemies. Um, my cat's in the background. Sorry. He's meowing. <laughs> um, my cat is not my enemy, but um, my my question is more so about um being stuck in between two enemies and how to handle that as a friend. More specifically, I'm getting married and I chose two friends to be bridesmaids and in the time that I've asked them to be bridesmaids to now, because my wedding is thirty days out. Um they are on not speaking terms they have huge issues with one another and one of my friends is actually probably backing out of my wedding because she can't be in the same room with someone um so my advice is kind of like how do you deal with this in terms of like loyalty and let's just keep in mind that they both are highly flawed no one's perfect here so there's not even like a side to choose um And it's really just a problem that doesn't even involve me and i'm getting roped in and feel super uncomfortable so if you have any thoughts or advice on how to handle enemies that are not your own but you are stuck in the middle of them and you know i still love these girls and support them but there's there's some issues that they're having and i'm kind of just feeling like this whole friendship will totally unravel with potentially both of them in terms of me being friends with them at all or if they even want to be my friends so thanks for your thoughts um yeah I'm actually going to be at your San Francisco show when you come with Kara so can't wait to see you then thanks so much Lisa bye
1: Wow, you really caught us on the perfect day because Kara is living this um, (laughs) between me and another friend, but there's no enemy, there's no um, wedding uh, thing. Honestly, if you need me to hit up Daniel Byer Jackson, our friendship expert for an emergency session, I will happily do that for you. So message us, DM me. I don't answer. No DM, my personal account or DM. That's messed up. Carol will respond. fast. Carol <laughs> will respond faster. But if you need an emergency session with the friendship coach, I'm going to set that up for you. Um, And hopefully hook it up maybe I'm overreaching my power with this woman she's she's successful and busy and has two children but (laughs) I think she'll understand the magnitude of this my initial reaction is like I'm pissed that your friends are making it about them this is your wedding and they should be mature it's really hard it's easier said than done but like people really need to stop making things about them that are not about them and know when to be the helper know when to be the sidekick and know when to take a step back and help the person at hand hand um but also do you want if you don't think you're gonna be friends with these bitches after do you want them in your wedding photos because that's the one thing i do feel bad that i'm in my enemy's wedding pictures like that sucks you know what i mean like i'm just always there um but so it's this Instead of thinking about that do you want them there these people that are not respecting you one is already backing out and it's like but you these are your close friends and they're backing out and making it about that it's like are these actually good friends is what I'm thinking but I'm going to pass this off to Kara
2: listen I, I that I was gonna say exactly what Lisa's saying like when the minute I heard you say that my one of my friends is backing out it's like is that your friend like this is a person who's saying to you I can't act mature and exist in a room with a person I don't get along with for the sake of my friend for I don't know what is it one to two days of events like come on like and it, it like I've been in these situations where like a friend just re- like a friend that you know we're in this situation me and Lisa in this other friend where she didn't come to my birthday party and gave me this like bullshit excuse and i was like well i know it's because lisa's gonna be at the birthday party and that's not i i I, it rubbed me the wrong way i didn't like it like i think that there's a degree to which people are like oh self-care protect yourself you know you don't need to expose yourself to people that you know you don't want to be around or people that make you feel bad or whatever but like it's a wedding there's going to be a ton of people it's it's easy to like move yourself away from that person put you know put other people in between you I'm sure the other bridesmaids can be made aware that you do you like those two friends do not sit and pose next to each other in a group shot whatever but like yeah I'd, I'd really start to take stock of what these girls mean to you because somebody backing out of your wedding because of a fight with one of your bridesmaids is truly like next level selfishness to me
1: well yeah and even the idea of like let everyone know these two get along no buck up motherfucker yeah buck up okay i I just realized I didn't brush my teeth this morning. <laughs> <laughs> um to me it's buck up you know you've been friends for a while you know how to get along you can act for a day win an oscar pat yourself on the back for being the bigger person like they have to get it together or honestly kick them both out or the one that backed out say okay bye peace and keep the one that was willing to go into it maybe like i don't know but i think you have every right to be like girls you need to get along for this day and i can't stress about this at all it's my wedding and if you don't think you can do that like yeah i'm disappointed i'm upset you both mean a lot to me but i, I maybe th- maybe they can go to the wedding and not be bridesmaids because i am thinking it is, it is in a hotel can you imagine the who we're thinking about and are like if one of our like i can't imagine us in a bridal party of six
2: but i could get my dick heart i really could i could be like what's up how's the you would literally just be like hi how are you and then it's like hey can you pass me this thing sure hey would you mind bringing the sash over i mean it's like you don't have to get into real life shit in a bridal suite it's just helping the bride no and i would actually i would probably even compliment I would
1: would throw some compliments out.
2: Well, I will say in our situation, you've always been like, I'm fine to be in the same room, even from the jump of the fight. I'm fine to hang out. I'm fine to be around. I mean, I'm not going to like talk a lot, but I'm fine for like us to coexist. Yes.
1: And what I always say is like, it's more talk than actually action. Because of course I feel uncomfortable. Of course it's like, oh, fuck. But that's no one's problem. And my outward is always going to (laughs) be because that. (laughs) that's just it but and even if i could push through and it's not like you don't have to there is discomfort and anxiety for a moment but then you have to push through you can't rule your decisions and your friends and everyone's actions and events like you it it can't and i'm also thinking about um bridal parties because it's like sometimes mother-in-laws don't like the bride yeah. sometimes there's cousins who don't get along sometimes there's a sister you know with bipolar who's uh, like there's there is drama within weddings constantly and so they have to get over it because I'm thinking about all the family and friend and everyone's dynamics and it's like there's always kind of they're yeah it's it's not that big of
2: a deal I I agree. Yeah. I, I think your friend is the one that's trying to back out is being selfish. And I think both of them, maybe it's an email, maybe it's like separate conversations, but you have to be like, girls, we're 30 days out. I need to know like that you guys can handle this and be there for me. And that's what this is about. And if you could put your like differences aside. You're not acting asking them to the three of you go on vacation together. You know what I mean? Like you're asking them to participate in a huge day of your life. It should be like, they should be like, oh my God, we're so honored of course we'll put this aside for this weekend you know what I mean yeah absolutely yeah
1: it's like a big and it's like you really want to miss your friend's wedding for this it's like come on grow up and we're young it's like we're young in 10 years you're gonna look back and be like I can't believe I didn't go to your fucking wedding
2: over this fight i mean who knows maybe this person stole your boyfriend i don't know what this other girl did i know now i want to know the fight i want to know why they're not talking but short of something really catastrophic where somebody did something like truly horrific to the other person like shuffle it aside for a few emails about bachelorette parties or whatever and get it fucking together
1: Yeah, I threw a birthday party where most of the people hated one person, and, (laughs) (laughs) but it was, yeah, I think um, we gave you a lot of info, a lot of info. Um, We will move it along to the next voicemail. It's a real bang-bang style of advice tonight.
5: Hey, Lisa. um, Here is some absolutely overwhelming drama with an enemy, Um, not really an enemy, but, like, Kind of an enemy um unconventionally my enemy today is my boyfriend he's been my enemy for a few weeks now um and the reason he's my enemy is because he has issues with jealousy that are making my life not feel great right now um we got into three fights probably like big fights total in our relationship we've been together for one year um he moved with me across the country like it's was a seri- it been a serious relationship, but he is always convinced that I'm cheating on him or inappropriately texting men, even when I'm not, and I try to prove it to him. I basically, if any man who I've ever seen their penis, even some men who I haven't seen their penis, picks me up in any way, this man is convinced that I am cheating on him. And it has really affected me because I feel like he's gaslighting me into thinking that I'm a bad person and I'm doing something wrong, and I'm literally not. Like, one of the incidents was because the guy who I hooked up with for, like, a few months in the summer, who I've been friends with for ages, way past hooking up, um, was Snapchatting me, and he saw that the guy was Snapchatting me. It was, like, a picture of their fucking cat, and I opened it in front of them, and he was still, like, this is going to end our relationship right now. That same man, months later, added me on Instagram. I have 500 fucking followers on Instagram. And this one person adding me on Instagram, like, also almost ended my relationship. The third fight was because a random man who I've literally never been interested in hit me up, and I was like, why are you talking to me? And he was like, I've been thinking about you. And I was like, how? And apparently that was read as being flirty. So he almost ended our relationship again. And she's moody all the time. And apparently it's because... Um, he can't express that he's worried that I'm doing something wrong and that he doesn't trust me. He thinks I'm an untrustworthy person and he thinks I'm ridiculous. And I asked to, um, go out for Halloween with my friend this past weekend and he said, um, fine, yeah, go. But then vented in his journal about how I was going to go suck another guy's dick. And I only know about that because I'm a piece of fucking shit and read the journal entry and it was because he wasn't talking to me and I didn't know what I did wrong and so yeah he's my enemy for right now I am terrified of losing this relationship but I know it's gonna sound really toxic um let me know how much you want me to be single okay bye
1: um I know this is like real life so I don't want to be like flippant or too like hyperbole but unless there is couples counseling and true work on what's happening. This is not good. This is terrible and this is not the life you want to live at all. This is a controlling person. This will get only worse. This means he has antiquated ideas about gender and what women should and shouldn't be and that he owns you and um this is this is not the life you get to live. You should not be living a life on eggshells, scared about any man that wants to talk to you um also this is very like rom-com but he's probably cheating <laughs> like that's the whole thing was suspicious but I'm not being I do it's this is like not good not good this is not a relationship you deserve to be in and he needs to get help and you guys need to get help if this is really a relationship you don't want to lose but this is a controlling psychopath
2: I'm interested in how, if this is just newly coming up, because I do feel like a year in a relationship is kind of like a fight or flight time. Like that, my husband and I broke up after a year, like it's kind of a time where you take stock of like what's going on. So like, did this recently happen or, you know, or has this been your, the whole year lo- like, you know, duration of your relationship. And then my other thing I was going to say is some, like, you don't sound like this is, you sound like this is really affecting you in a negative way some girls love this shit they're like I can't talk to other guys my guy gets jealous you know you're a modern woman and you fucking don't like that and that is a major problem like I agree with Lisa like this is only going to escalate because it sounds like someone following you on Instagram like that is a tiny thing to get into a fight over like you know if he saw some guy holding your waist and whispering in your ear at a bar I mean I, I could see him being like hey what's up but you you just can't like you 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 can't live with somebody who is making you feel like a bad person that's horrible and you have to know that that's all his insecurities and not you at all but like can you live with that like Lisa said he needs to go to some therapy and and work through this and start showing some major progress on this because otherwise I I hate to say I don't really see a great future
1: no you're allowed to talk to a man yeah a man can also find you attractive like that's what what you said that really struck me was like he doesn't think i'm a trustworthy person like yeah that sucks. You know what I mean? When you're just living your life, like what if you have to work with a male coworker? What if I don't know your cousin comes to town and you go out with a group of guys? Like what are we talking about here? Like you can't go anywhere or do anything and you can't go out on Halloween. This is not the life you want. <laughs> you yeah. do not want to be controlled by an insecure person um who and I'm curious about his behavior well Annie should they like I don't know you should uh, it's not good
2: I mean I'd also like like has he been cheated on before a bunch in the past like if he's traumatized by like you know other betrayals of trust in the past that's understandable but that's not on you like he needs to go talk to someone and figure out how to get past that because that's not your responsibility like you know if he if he's been cheated on but yeah I don't know if I get the vibe That he's cheating From what she's saying But maybe You never know Men are men are dirt
1: No but that's what I said That's like a movie thing That's like a rom-com You know It's like if he's accusing He's doing I don't think that's real life always but either way it's like couples counseling and talk it over and he needs to be open about changing his behavior and his ideas about what women can and can't do because it starts with men can't follow you on Facebook and then it becomes you can't wear that and then it becomes actually I don't like that friend of yours she's a slut I don't want you hanging out with her and then where does it end like you know you burnt the crust of my grilled cheese I'm gonna hit you like this isn't this is not um, Good, this is not a good foundation to a happy, long life.
2: Oh, and I just wanted to elaborate. Like when I said before, I think some girls like that. I think because when I when I think that there's like this thing that some girls might like this. And so that's why guys sometimes do it more. They're like, I need to show you how much I like love you by telling you how jealous I am of your and that's it's just fucked up. That's like a fucked up uh that's a fucked up dichotomy of like and a deaf and gender roles, I I believe. So I think that you need to like disabuse him of the notion that you're feeling special by his je- of his jealousy. If that's something he's thinking, you know, like if he he should know everything you just told us. And I'm sure you're telling him when you guys have fights. But yeah, I got to say, if there's not some improvement here, you got to bounce Um, And hopefully he's open to that. But
1: what a better life it would be to be like, oh, my God, this guy. Like, I don't or if someone does do something silly, you laugh about it. Like the fact that you're now responsible for random dude's behavior is wild. So to him, it's like you need to be isolated. And that's that. Like, it's not good. Um, All right. Hopefully the next one's a nice little. (laughs) <laughs> like lol <laughs> my cat likes to eat pickles i don't know uh, well, we do. <laughs> all right let's let's get right into it
0: please this is pepper also from the north shore big fan please come to nashville i fucking hate it here um i this might be so dumb but i'm my worst own worst fucking enemy right now hear me out i would love your advice because you're so good at like disagreeing and saying what you believe in and I'm such a fucking people pleaser and I'm the front woman of a band things are going really well I'm in charge of a team that's building basically and I'm coming across situations where I need to be like that's not fucking cool and I'm really good at drawing boundaries in some ways but when I just disagree with people I'm having such a hard time being like yo don't do that if you're representing me I'm having such a hard time of saying, yo, I have one night off this week. No, I will not be attending that show. Any advice to just be fucking stand my ground a little bit better and be in charge would be appreciated. Big fans, SOS.
1: Great question. That is a great question. And congrats on your musical success. That's really exciting. That's yeah. huge
2: news. I I have to tell you, I know you want Lisa's advice, but here I am. I, I mean... Just being around Lisa has helped me with this a lot. I feel like I'm like you where I do I avoid confrontation and like especially I think she's talking about her management team, right? Or like people that are working for her, especially those people, I assume that like they know what they're doing. They've been in this business and like even though something's making me feel a little weird or I don't really want this thing, I'm not gonna say anything because I don't wanna come across as like annoying. And like I think working with Lisa has like helped me realize that I need to stand up and like say a little bit more how I feel. So I'll hand it over to her to tell you how to do that. But I'm saying I just know where you're coming from. Well, I've
1: learned from Kara because I go from zero to 100 and I start spinning and I start emailing everyone and I'm in a rage. And so I also like from Kara getting the thing of like, it's not a big deal. It doesn't have to be a fight. This isn't career ending. This isn't relationship ending. This doesn't have to you don't have to burn it to the ground because that (laughs) is a bad habit that I've had. And so I think it's speaking as often as I want to about like, I don't like this. I want this. This is what I want while acting like it's so matter of fact and easy. There's no emotion. I think that's what it is. It's like mm. taking the emotion out of the situation. Hey, I don't really like that because this, 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 and I need this to happen. Thank you so much. Boom. Yeah. You don't have to get into this is pissing. Cause this is what I do. <laughs> this is pissing me off. How dare you? I'm offended. I'll fucking kill you. And it's like, all I would have to say is, ah, this term of the deal is not okay for me. And if I don't get this, I'm not interested.
2: Yeah. Or like, um, you know what, this is my day off this week. So that's going to be a, that's going to be a closed date on my calendar, you know, like just not even like, oh, I really wish I could go, but you know, I I have this other thing or I'm so tired. It's just like, that's a closed date on my calendar actually. But thank you for, thank you for like extending the invite or whatever. And be
1: like always open to more suggestions. I actually, this recently happened to me. I turned down um, a gig because I really want to see my parents that weekend. And I thought about it, I slept on it. And, you know, I said, if anything else comes through, please hit me up. But I'm really wanting to do what I want to do this weekend. And that's that. And also what I think about is I want to work with the people I'm working with for a really long time. I want to preserve these relationships. And in my head, it's like a lifetime. And so... My manager said this. She goes, "Why would I lie to you? Like, why lie now? Like, we need to be honest. We need to be upfront. We need our goal is to make the best work, make the most amount of money, make work happen that we believe in. Like, we have the same goals, and so we're allowed to communicate with what we each need or want or mean or whatever. If the goal is to work together, but also they do work for you, and you're." The, you're the talent. Like at the end of the day, you're the talent, and everyone is making money. Like everyone's just trying to make money off of talented people because they don't have talent. Do you get it? Like <laughs> that's what the world is. It's all these little accountants and lawyers and executives. And everyone's just trying to suck you dry, and you get to say, "I'm not available," or you can ask, "Like I'm not available." unless you really think this is something that i should go or like is there a reason you really want me going to this event and then maybe they give a reason where you go you know what it's worth it because that's happened to me once i wanted to turn down a gig and my manager because it was like an annoying way to get there it was the odd we just talked about this you know the oddball side stage i was telling Mm. you we were performing in the concessions parking lot area
2: (laughs) (laughs) yes i recall And so
1: it was like a long way to get to Pennsylvania, and it was only $100. And I was like, I just don't know. And our manager said to me, she goes, I don't know why you think something is hard or annoying as a reason not to do it. There's going to be 500 to 1,000 people, and even if three people there decide that they like you, it's worth it, and you're going to go. Uh And I went, and I had a great time, and that's when I held Bridget Everett's dog. I got to go (laughs) backstage. I watched, Attell watched us. I got to hang out with him, and I was with Mateo, and it was like a fun time yeah
2: Yeah. I think also like there is like a sort of a thing with women about this like you know being women it's like you know because men can do this all the time they can just go nope that date's closed for me nope you know what I actually don't like the way you guys are doing that I want it this way and everyone goes wow that guy's really got a handle on his career and women are divas bitches like every single woman you've ever heard running her own television show is like uh, everybody says is a bitch or one you'll hear it about them at some point but
1: Matt Lauer it's Just a button to lock the door.
2: (laughs) It's not a big deal. You say that because I was literally talking about Katie Couric. I've worked with Katie Couric before. She got this reputation for being a huge bitch, and she's just a woman that knows what she wants. So I, it's like it's kind of built into us for you to feel the way that you're feeling. Like I don't want to make waves. I want to please people, and it's like there's. I totally agree with what Liz is saying. Practice doing this with taking like the emotion out of it. I think women approach a lot of things with emotion, myself included. And like, I always want to apologize and say, I'm so sorry. Like the reason I don't want to do it's like, you can just be really matter of fact, uh, but then also don't slam the door. Like what Lisa's is saying completely matter of fact, but also unless you think there's a reason why this is, or unless you, you can give me like a super compelling reason why this is like good for my career. I think this is how I feel, you know?
1: Yeah. It's your time. It's your energy. It's your career, but the woman thing is huge. Mm-hmm. That is a big thing. I mean, this is I think I I can't stop talking about this, but we were doing, you know, my Finland thing. I was with two other comedians and we were told there would be refreshments at this event. So we did not eat all day and (laughs) there was no refreshments. And I would I was like. What's going on here? And they go, there's a Shake Shack. And I go, great. <laughs> so I'm like, yes, get a Shake Shack. Um, uh, one of the girls, dt they've been on the pot a DT and me. So Aditi, she doesn't really eat junk food. So mm-hmm. she, they got her a salad. And so the three of us are sitting with our food and there's a journalist and a photographer. And the photographer looks at me because Aditi doesn't have a fork. And he goes, she needs a fork. <laughs> and it was like, I, I went, and what do you want me to do about it? And he was taken aback. (laughs) But then he realized, yeah, what do you want me to do about it? Why would what why are me and you different? Honestly, this reception and the reason you're here is because of me. It's because of us. So if anyone's getting a fork, sir, it's you. And this doesn't relate fully, but I can't stop thinking about how angry I felt in that moment of like, what is her having needing a fork have anything to do with me? (laughs) And I don't think he would have asked a man to go get her a fork. Yeah. It's the gender thing. It's really not. I just keep wanting to tell that story. But I think the gender is fucking huge. Like one time I walked into a venue and I go, hey, I'm the opener tonight. Can you lead me to the green room? It was a it was a big venue. I was opening for someone big, I think. I know. I don't remember which time it was that I was at this venue. And he goes like, hello. I go. I'm the comic tonight. Please, le- where do I go? Yeah, And he goes, he wouldn't believe me. And I, fi- I was like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? I'm the comic tonight, and you need to get me, like. Yeah. And then it's like, I'm a- even yesterday, I was pissed about a few things that were happening in the club. Uh-huh. And then I put on a show to make them like me after. Oh. And I act extra friendly, and I want them to like me, even though what they did it's not okay. This is not up to my standard. Yeah. This is wrong. But because I flip out and I can't take emotion out of it, then I have to do this game of being liked. But if I just said, this isn't appropriate and I'm not doing this, yeah. this is what's going on here, guy, like then it, it's fine, but they're going to be mad no matter what. They're really going to be mad no matter what these men, you got to just say what you yeah. want.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Say what you want. Take the emotion out of it. Just practice like, and it doesn't have to be a whole like, angry thing yeah just like you don't want to put the apologies in it you don't want to put the anger in it it's just a matter of fact and they work for you like what Lisa said they work for you and they're there to make you what you want happen with their
1: you know what they're what they're good at (laughs) but like I was also just thinking on set I was watching uh, Michelle Buteau there was you know a closed set kind of scene you mm-hmm. know a little yeah a little spicy and there were two boom guys or something and she goes do we need two of you and they go yeah it's gonna be two she goes i prefer it to be one that's it yeah it's not me. It's I want it to be one. And then guess what? She's the boss and there's one. It's like I love watching that. I love seeing that kind of stuff happen. I always take account when I see someone communicate really effectively, directly, um, say what they want. I take note of that. I, I watch it and I go, this is good. I, I, I like I like how this is happening.
2: And maybe you can like run by if you happen to have like a Lisa in your life, or you happen to have someone that usually stands up a little bit, you can like run stuff by them. I always ask Lisa, I'm like, I didn't like this. Can I say this to our our person or can I ask them this? And she's always like, Yes, just write the email, you know? So if you need extra kick in the butt, see if you have a if you have a person in your life that can
1: or even the Julia, you know, she's like, um, communications PR tech, masters and there is like a way to communicate effectively what you need all the time and we deserve to do that and that's what you get to do at work and in your life and everywhere and it's also a society shift mm-hmm. like we're america's different it's pleasantless it's fake nice not pleasantless it's like it's all about being thank you how are you what's it's like all pleasantries. of
2: pleasantries yeah.
1: so we're also kind of and the, the woman thing but we're like taught to uh-huh uh-huh uh-huh
2: get nice yeah be nice yeah
1: and that's just not the way and i don't believe in screaming i don't believe in th- like throwing like you yeah. don't have to be a dick to get your point across But you got to stand up for yourself. This is your life. You've worked hard. These are your shows. You're on the road. You're doing it. You're at these events. And if they really want you to go, they can give you a reason. But you're allowed to say
6: no. Hi, Lisa. Uh, Love the show. Love you. Love That's Messed Up. Um, Love you every time you're on J Train. That's actually how I found you. Jared Girl. Absolutely love you guys together. Um, Basically, I need... um, a tiny bit of a advice. I am. I have this friend who, well, a, a former friend. Um, they don't know it. I've never actually said anything to them or broke up with them. Like I hear uh sometimes people do with female friendships, but um, I have distanced my distanced myself actively for the last couple of years. This person, I don't know if they're a narcissist or have some kind of other personality disorder or what. I am not a Professional. I do know that they are unhinged. Um, lots of friendships come and gone with mutual friends. Um, pretty much every roommate situation they're in, every job situation blows up. It's always the other person's fault, the landlord's fault, the boss's fault, the coworker's fault. Anyway, um, uh, I, after a couple of close friends got um, harmed by this person's actions, I had to. Finally, stepped back and just removed myself. Um, They moved away, so I thought that that would be kind of the end of it, and we would just fade into the distance. Um, And now my friend, who has not been able to cut her out the way I have, is getting married. Um, She will have a small role in the wedding party. She's going to be at. She's being invited to the bachelorette stuff. God knows how many other events. And I'm just thinking. I have never told this person that we are cool, so they're going to come at me with a level of energy that I'm not ready for in all of these events, the wedding, et cetera. Uh, I'm a bridesmaid, so I'm going to see this person. I want to keep the peace. I love the bride, even though she can't have a backbone with this one person. But I'm just looking for advice on how I'm supposed to play a cool, put up with this person, not cause a seat, not be a bitch when I get drunk, et cetera um yeah so let me know basically loud person big personality does favors expects things in return eh, finds a way out of her issues by blaming other people etc just so you get an idea
1: anyway goodbye wow and a book and wedding 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 yeah. for the first and last um so so much to take in here so much I'm like really sitting on it I love that this person doesn't know
2: yeah but I would say like I mean you know apropos of like what we talked about at the beginning of this episode like kudos to you for being like I'm obviously going I'm putting it all aside for my friend that is like you're you seem like a normal person but I also understand like I've had to like face people at weddings that I've kind of fallen out with and been like what's it gonna be like you know and then you have like you kind of have like a pit in your stomach and i don't know it's like do you think we should just tell her what we told the other girl like what we said the other girl's friends should do is like do a little acting you don't have to sell it you don't have to win an oscar but like a little bit of like oh hey great to see you i gotta oh like oh my i gotta go see say hi to this person you know like be polite and cordial and say hi and then just like don't let her corner you kind of like figure out ways to be not alone with her and psychopaths are kind of fun in a party situation (laughs)
1: So if at any point, like, you know, you can enjoy her. Like, that's the thing. Like, you might not like her, and she's obviously a lunatic. But I know some true psychopaths, evil people, scared of them and deep in my core. But in a joint circle i'll I'll smoke a joint <laughs> i'll hear them bitch and go off on someone and just because i like the satisfaction like after doing all this therapy and thinking like whatever all this work right i get satisfaction about knowing and seeing what's happening and not reacting mm-hmm. it really gets me going i like i love sitting there and being like in my head like wow still telling the same story wow, still the same fight you're having with this. Like, I I do like sitting there and then being like, (laughs) and um, they'll they'll dominate the con, I'll listen. I just... I'm not affected anymore you can you can try to be around the person and not be affected and just silently enjoy all of the things you really know about this person and be like caught you here caught you here oh my god look she's gonna trap that person and you can kind of like be an audience member
2: instead of a participator yeah and I was gonna say also like I can see how you might be having some dread thinking oh no I've spent two years getting this person out and now they're coming back in they're not really they're like knocking at the door a little bit at this event when the the events are done you're done you know what I mean like I don't think you need to like it's another thing if you worry that she's gonna go what happened to us we have a mutual enemy me and Lisa who every time I see her and hang out with her for, for a prolonged amount of time goes I miss you I really miss us we should hang out again and I always go give me a call and she never does do you know what I mean like it's like You just have to realize that it's just for this time and you don't have to have any kind of big confrontation and you'll get through it. And I think the person will end up probably being a little bit more fun than you think and let them be unhinged. It's really not on you anymore because you don't have a day to day with them and you're not, you know? Yeah. You might bond with other people who realize she's a psycho like other, No, no, no other bond, like bonding with people that all hate the same person at a wedding. So maybe that part of her will come out. Is this an ad for the people we hate at the wedding? <laughs> <laughs> but this,
1: that, that's a perspective, too. Like, other girls, you might be like, who are you guys talking about? And they'll be like, what the fuck? She said this to me. And you'll be like, oh, you don't even know the beginning of it. And then you can get closer with people you don't know as well, even, because everyone's going to turn on her if she eventually acts like this, you know, a lunatic. Or it might be a fun weekend, and it doesn't even matter. Or... If you do flip out on her drunk, what better time than drunk at a bachelorette party? You could be like, I don't remember anything.
2: Yeah, but to be honest, like, keep in the back of your mind that, like, a person like this is just not going to hear what you have to say. If they have—if they burn these bridges with all these people, you know what I mean? It's like, they're not going to hear you being like, you're a narcissist, you do this with everyone. Like, so, if you can, try not to have a blow-up and, like— think this is my chance to say all the things I never said this seems like a was it you made the right decision in doing just like a gradual ghost with this person yeah even if she's just like
1: you know says something like the classic like oh wow you can just wear anything because you just don't care you know like (laughs) even if she does those kinds of things throughout or starts bragging about a boat she has or how much money she has or like um flipping out on a boss like you can just enjoy the show enjoy the show be a spectator cheer on with the friends even maybe you could do a quick little aside to the bride and be like she's a nut you know like (laughs) it doesn't have to be that serious even if in turn I think you'll enjoy it more and then it'll be more freeing for you so you're not held down by this thing and again Kara's right if she acts like a psycho let her let her you could just be like I I don't think this is the right time can we just focus on the bride (laughs) be the hero be the hero you wish to be or whatever
2: hero you want to see in the world
1: And lucky for you, you like that's messed up, and you got both of us. So <laughs> this is a thrilling, a thrilling day of voicemails, and I love the bookends of weddings. This was fun. I thought
2: I, I haven't done a voicemail in like a lot of like a ten episodes, and this is like fun. Yeah, I love this. Thanks for trusting Lisa with your personal tragedies, everyone. <laughs> Yeah, big mistake. Uh, watch the space
1: for our Patreon. Don't forget, if you want your voicemails read, you want some advice, 323 677 1943. That's 323 677 1943. And we will listen to your voicemail and you'll get some good advice. Or also, if you're shy, there is an email, but I can only do so much. I'm one person. Um, JK, there's truly a team of multiples helping me. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) at all times we can't all do everything um i hope you um even if it wasn't one of your voicemails you learned something and um we will be in florida this week so or next week after thanksgiving we're in florida so come see us in tampa miami or orlando so we're in those cities and then we're in houston and dallas yep in december December. and sacramento on the 8th um this is all uh, that's messed up live but come out and see us in those cities um and we meet everyone after the show and my nephew really liked it
2: <laughs> all the boyfriends like it. all the people and the girlfriends people that just come along and they're in they get into it so bring friends yeah i don't
1: know what they're thinking when they come in so, <laughs> this is distracting me sorry, <laughs> sorry. yeah you part um, no, what I was, oh yeah, it really, I think some people come in like, whatever, I'll have a fun time with my spouse or my date and they end up laughing a lot because I'm sorry guys, we have a dynamic and we're funny. We can't deny it. We can't <laughs> deny it. But I have an enemy that we could talk about for our, the final segment of this oh, little God. show. Um, people probably heard the number might've logged out, but there's more. No, I, I've, I've talked about this with you a lot and maybe this will put it to bed. So I'm not circling about it is. I hate the men that come with their girls oh, and won't just get it up. Like you know your wife like like my sister and mom didn't care about the Backstreet Boys, but they took me. Yeah. And they were happy that I was having fun because they loved me. You know, I don't care for Papa Roach, but I was on the cruise and I went you know what this isn't a nice time i don't understand the men that make it known to their wives and girlfriends they hate us make it known to us that they hate us they're in the front row they won't smile they won't smirk they won't clap they won't look at the screen they're just miserable it's only like one every five cities but i notice them and i just feel bad for the women
2: that don't have a guy who just won't have fun with them you know the girlfriends are at the hockey games going go Redway. you know like cheering on your fucking team even if they don't want to be- be there you know and going to marvel or a dinner you like i just don't understand
1: going to an event and just refusing to you hate it this much i just i, I just don't get it
2: Yeah, and then sometimes afterwards, those silent dudes will be like, no, it was funny. Thank you. That was funny. And it's like, wow, would it have killed you to show a crack a smile?
1: No, but I can also tell we're good at this because there was a guy last night that was in the front, a bigger, like a burly guy, like a burly Midwest Michigan guy, bearded, gray tee. He wasn't very um, expressive. expressive. But I could tell he liked it because even when we asked for drag along, he didn't clap. I go, I think you listen with your, (laughs) I think you listen. And then I made a quick joke at him, and he responded right away and smiled. And it was like, yeah, you're in it. And so we're not even – like, it's not even about, like, Like, we don't even need that. I think it's the energy. It's, like, the energy. And there's only been two men on this run where I'm just like, you can't even – like, be happy that your wife is happy. You're having a drink, dip a nacho into some cheese. What is the problem here? Uh, you know, we're about
2: to head to the labor camp. Smile. Yeah. I mean, Lisa, put it on a t shirt. We're about to head to the labor camp. Smile.
1: Yeah. Okay. Rochelle, can you let, maybe let the headgun people know we'd like to make some merch? Kara, you'll get 10%.
2: Yes, please.
1: <laughs> okay, we got a giggle out of Rochelle. <laughs> That's nice. Um, we'll leave it in. Don't edit your giggle out. Um, and thank you so much. See you next week. <laughs> Enemies is a headgun podcast. Anya Kanevskaya is our supervising producer. Allie Cahan is our associate producer. Rochelle Chen is our engineer, editor, and producer. And me, Lisa Traeger, I am also a producer. Hello. Thank you so much, Carly Jean Andrews, for the cover art. You are incredible. Jack Krause, thank you for the theme music. I love it. Please follow me on Instagram at GlitterCheese and at Enemies Podcast. Rate and review wherever you listen to this podcast. Tell us about your own enemies by emailing enemies, the podcast at gmail.com. But really, I'd love to hear your beautiful voices. So email us a voice memo or call in and leave a message at 323-677-1943. That was a
0: HeadGum Podcast.